You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 255. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it's Marisa, and today I envisioned a little bit of a fun, extra fun, I hope all the episodes are fun, a little fun episode taking you traveling, especially to New Mexico. But first, let's get a couple things out of the way. One is, I imagined when we traveled to Italy that... I was going to come back and share a travel guidance during post-pandemic, and I haven't yet, and there's a reason why. And let me also preface this by saying, if you don't know, I am the daughter of an airline pilot. My dad flew for TWA, which was Trans World Airlines. That is now no longer in service. I believe that he flew with them. Was it 26 years? It feels like it would be longer, uh, but I believe from memory, that's what it is. And I was born, my mom was also a flight attendant for a period of time, a supervisor. And yes, that is ultimately how they met. Um, Was it the 60s, I believe? (laughs) So just do your own research on that time and day. That's a story for another day. Um, But yes, it is very romantic. And yes, they did travel the world together. And so the shortest version of that story is I was born into a traveling family. Like I was traveling probably before I could walk. I was on airplanes, you know, as a baby. And I still remember when travel was special. And we were also, we were probably treated a little bit special because my dad was an airline pilot, but not necessarily because we used to fly standby, which meant that we had to wait until everyone else boarded the plane and then fingers crossed, hope that we could catch a seat on the airplane, which I know small price to pay, right? To be able to travel for free essentially at that time. But it was stressful. It was definitely, it was stressful. (laughs) Even as a kid, many times we were rerouted to many different locations, but at the same time, you know, it was also exciting and fun adventure, but representing the airline, we had to be very conscientious of how we dressed. I remember wearing tights as a little girl. We always dressed up and it's a totally different world today. And so I started to think about, Sean and I have actually shared several years ago uh, a video that we made, a live video sharing our travel tips to Europe. 
I am always happy to add on to that, not only for you, but honestly for me, because Sean is the kind of person that when we come back from trips, he will take notes so that we remember for next time what we learned this time. Because if we talk about travel in general, you can have all the best laid plans, be very organized and prepared, and it is absolutely going to do what it's going to do. If you don't like that about life, well, first of all, life does that too, right? I don't know what to tell you. Not in this episode, we won't be talking about that. But in particular, you can definitely have the illusion of controlling more of that in your life if you just sort of stay home and don't really get out there and mix it up in the world. But if you get out there and you mix it up like in the world beyond your own town, your own state, your own country, you must learn to let go and allow the trip, the travel, the vacation, the holiday, whatever you want to call it, have a life of its own. Otherwise, you may find yourself with more anxiety than usual. So as someone who grew up traveling, who had a lot of respect for traveling, who felt respected as a traveler, it's a very different time for so many reasons. And I was really thinking about, oh, I would love to share these travel tips with you. And then all of a sudden I thought, well, that's going to open up a whole can of worms in the time we live in now where um, people seem to be really confused about what freedom means. And uh, we're getting shamed for wearing masks and people don't want to wear them. And then there's this whole vaccine situation. And uh, I have shared with you in the past that I really don't speak to politics or uh, religion or I don't really speak to these kinds of social changes. I really speak to you here as a creative. I speak to you about the creative life and I speak to you about your business, your creative business and entrepreneurship. And yet there are these moments where I started to think about sharing just suggestions for you, which I have a feeling most of you, if you are listening to this podcast or have been for a while, we are probably on the same page around a lot of things, a lot of ideas, values, um, not suggesting that we have to be. That is not the goal of life ever. Difference is what makes this planet incredibly wonderful in many ways. And, and also at this time, super stressful, especially for anyone who has a voice, wants to have a voice, is sharing because, you know, more of us are doing that. It's not, it's the, it's an open playing field and being thoughtful about that and gracious, as I've shared with you in the past is always something that matters to me, but I started to feel boxed in and I thought I can't really talk about traveling without talking about vaccines and masks. I mean, I guess I could, but that wouldn't be true to me because it's a very huge part of traveling today. Huge, like big. And it would feel dishonest. And then I thought, but I really want to tell you about New Mexico. So can I just tell you about that and not talk about travel? And then I thought, I just cannot be this person in this world that is so afraid to speak my mind, even on topics that I don't normally choose to focus on 
and worry about the potential of being canceled or just being shamed or judged. You know, I used to feel a lot more open about what I could share. And I've talked many times about experiences in my life, personal experiences that I've allowed to reel me in and and shut me down. And I keep saying that I want to come back and be myself. And most of the time I feel that way, but I've noticed that this is just not a topic a lot of people want to touch upon and it's feeling very awkward. So I'm just going to move through the awkward um, and preface this also by saying some of my hesitation is that I am doing a lot of intense personal development work like right now um, within the second half of this year. And then I'm also part of a coaching program that is essentially, I and, and I invite this, that's why I'm a part of it, dismantling all of my beliefs and stories and having me look at all of that and then reassembling them in the way that I want. And I want to feel fully comfortable in my skin in this world. I am tired of any part of me. And honestly, this really has nothing to do with you. I have just had the kindest, uh, loveliest community of people surround and support me for my entire journey on life. So I think I'm just looking out into the world. I'm imagining reaching more people and having those, you know, potential experiences where I rub someone the wrong way and I just can't grow the way I want to without fully leaning into that, which at this point you might say, TMI, you know, I like to give you too much information. I like to give you the full transparency I always have. Well, the full that I'm ready to share transparency because it's just who I am. I learned early on in life that um, being quote unquote polite, uh, not allowing people into some of your vulnerabilities, uh, sharing openly with people, I have found more often than not that it has not, it has not helped situations. And while being honest and or being transparent and really expressing yourself can also have an effect that isn't always pleasant. I've had that as well. At least I'm staying true to who I am. And just for the record, I know, stay with me here. It's a, definitely a stream of consciousness and I'm, I, I am going to bring it all back around. For the record, I don't see honesty as uh, people who use that and say, well, I'm just being honest as a, as a reason to be rude or uh, disrespectful. There's a, there's a fine line there. So I'm talking about being in my truth and your truth may be different. And I do honor and I respect that. I don't always agree with it. I don't always understand it, but I certainly do not nor want nor intend, I'm working on this too, to be a person that, you know, completely doesn't listen to other points of view or just assumes that my way is the only way. That's not who I want to be in this world. And I share all of that backstory with you where you're like, aren't we talking about New Mexico and travel? Yes, I share all of that backstory with you to say that it's a little bit of a delicate time for me because I'm so hyper aware of 
you know, what lens am I sharing information with you? You know, through what lens am I sharing my perspective? Or is this perspective still connected to my beliefs, uh, my stories, the ones that I want to keep, the ones that I want to let go of? I'm very aware of that. And simultaneously, I know it's okay with you and it's okay with me to be able to progress through transformation in my life because it probably will never stop and be able to share with you some of that process because my philosophy has always been to sort of be on the other side of things and talk about it. But we're not on the other side of a pandemic and I have had um, the pleasure, honestly, of traveling a lot more this year, oddly enough, than in years past. And part of that is due to the fact that what I witnessed this year, recognizing where I've been holding myself back, where I've been making excuses for things I really want to do or be the person I really want to be in this world. There's just no time like now. I don't, I don't want to, I wouldn't say I'm naturally a time waster. I'm not. But I really want to lean into doing the things that I want to do and not wait for those moments. So I've squeezed in really a lot of last minute travel. And part of it is that for the longest time, Sean hasn't been able to work this year. And for the longest time, we could only squeeze in certain travel moments in between his work, because when he doesn't work, there's no vacation time for the kind of teaching he was doing. So we had to be very specific about all of that. And we've just reached a point in life where it's like, let's not keep pushing these things off. Let's go for it. Let's enjoy it. And sometimes that also means that it's kind of bumpy. Like travel has not been the smoothest. It has come with it, come with lots of extra stress and anxiety. And specifically for this time, that's why it felt like a disservice to talk to you about, hey, we went to New Mexico and it's all just easy breezy. I will say that it was easier breezier this time because we had already been on three to four trips. And I say all of this, which you're probably like, wow, Marisa, this is a lot of backstory for this one thing. I have chosen to be vaccinated and I wear masks. And why I even worry that that would offend someone is really difficult for me to understand. Um, but as someone who is very health conscious, and I guess uh, I haven't looked up the definition, so I don't know if this is accurate, but I would call myself more of like a naturopath. Like I very... I'm very resistant to running to, uh, well, that's a bit of a judgment, right? Running to a doctor on something. I prefer to handle things with uh, mind. I believe in the mind-body connection with nutrition, with rest, with um, supplements that feel right to me. Like there's just been a way that exercise there's been a way that I've lived my life that has worked pretty well in terms of my overall immunity and health. And I'm not someone who runs out and gets a flu shot. Uh, maybe that will change. I also always say and remind you, you know, I have the right to change my mind as do you. But in this situation uh, with the pandemic, uh, it's, it was a no brainer for me. 
and I was willing to go along with all of whatever anybody might think about this process because it felt like for the whole of humanity, it was the best decision. Also, I'm a child that was born where I had to have vaccines to go to school. Uh, There was no question. You just had to have those vaccines, Uh, measles, uh, polio, you know, uh, just, it's just, I, I had them. I know that we have reached new understandings and new insights and awareness and the ability to even speak our mind in terms of our own health. And I think that's all really powerful and wonderful. And at the same time, I just couldn't imagine doing this time any other way um, for my own health and for those of my loved ones especially, and for the entire planet. So my feeling is if you are traveling, you should probably be vaccinated and you absolutely have to wear a mask. And there is no question around that. And it's doable. It's a very tiny inconvenience for the benefit of the planet is my perspective, the health and well-being of the planet. Um, I honor and respect if you feel different and I don't fully understand it, but I honor and respect that. I just feel for some reason today that it's important that I stay up front with you, not necessarily because you're asking me to do that, but because I need to do that for myself. If I feel like I'm holding back and hiding because I'm concerned about someone disagreeing with what used to be just a really, you know, common approach to medicine. And that's okay that it's shifting. That's okay. I get it. And I really can understand that. And I question many things myself. It's a very personal decision. But in this case, it just seems um, so obvious as to how it could benefit everybody, even if your disagreement around it or your feelings are different. Uh, That's where I'll leave it because like I said, this is not my expertise. I am not speaking on behalf of science, on behalf of all of the information that is true or not true. I choose to follow what feels right for me with research, skepticism, a healthy dose of skepticism, and ultimately uh, how I want to show up as a human being on this planet. And I certainly, you know, just do the best I can with that, as I imagine you are too. But I don't want to come to this podcast or share in this space and not feel like I can talk about things that are very top of mind. It's just not going to work for me. So, so there's that. I can't even believe that this is a conversation I feel I need to uh, broach with such care, but it's okay. We'll see, we'll see where it takes us. Part of the reason that I also share this with you is that I have promised and continue to promise Uh, to speak about my fertility journey. And that can also be a very, uh, maybe polarizing is too strong a word, especially with what we're living in now. Um, Fertility 
going through infertility treatments seems kind of easy peasy, but there's been a lot of opinions about that. And I have spoken about it openly, even went through an entire IVF process, uh, giving myself uh, vaccines, no, not vaccines, shots, injections, giving myself injections as part of that process. So I have already kind of broken the, what do we call it? The fourth wall, the third wall, going back to my acting days. I've already spoken about this and I I want to come back to that, which means I'm going to be diving into health and, you know, I'm going to be diving into health a lot more around this and being an advocate and thoughts and opinions related to my personal experiences in a little bit of well, Western medicine and also a little bit of Eastern medicine with acupuncture and herbs. There's a lot that I can share on that. And I just want to stay keeping it real with you because I intend to pick that one back up pretty, (laughs) I'm like curb your enthusiasm, Larry David, pretty, pretty soon. I intend to pick that one back up with you. So let me now talk about, (laughs) let me talk about uh, quick tips on travel and then specifically on the beauty of New Mexico. Thanks for holding the space for me to share about topics that seem to be incredibly um, polarizing at this time and uh, know that I'm doing the best I can. I know you are doing the best you can. And then I'm going to move on and continue to be braver around just being myself in this world. I just didn't know that it would feel so awkward sometimes. And if you are feeling awkward, I totally have compassion for you. And I encourage you to just step through that and stay true to yourself. Because as we know, you can't please them all. And you're not here to do that. You're just, you're here to be yourself and show up in the world with your best intentions for others and go from there. So travel advice is this. Be safe out there and also know that there's going to be all kinds of extra levels of care and caution and tension because apparently so many people do feel differently about these experiences and then where you go in the world and even in our country. Um, It's sort of sad that I feel like, oh, I can't really I can't really say I'm from California and Texas, and uh, I don't know how many people want to say they're from Texas and California, and then it's just like absurd. It's absurd, but it it's intense um, in the world as well. When we traveled to Italy, you also have to have a vaccine card, and when we traveled back from Italy, I watched people who were denied their flight, not because they didn't have a vaccine card, but because they needed to get a negative COVID test within 24, or excuse me, 72 hours before boarding. So basically at this time, anywhere you want to go, you want to make sure, especially if it's out of the country, you want to make sure that you are reading all of the guidelines as you go. It was the same for us traveling to Hawaii, which is part of the U.S., is 
you know, it basically leaving the overall um, country that you're in, going to another one, that's where the changes are the most profound and or leaving the land, I should say, rather. So flying across the ocean is probably going to require you to have a COVID test in some capacity. And I personally agree. I agree with all of this and felt safe traveling, appreciated that care was being taken and that it was specific. So, you know, the COVID test basically means that if you prefer not to be getting vaccinated or wearing a mask, you can do that, but you won't be on a flight with me traveling um, for however many hours. And at the same time, my understanding of flying in general is that it's become one of the safest places you can be because of all the hygiene, because of all the air filtering. And and yes, it is a very different experience to fly with a mask the entire time from back in the day when we used to dress up and we weren't doing that. Obviously, this isn't uh, this is relatively new to us at this time. So what it does, though, is it just you know, going from pre 9-11 of flying where basically someone would take a wand and track, you know, just not have to pat me down, but just kind of take a wand and go over my body to post 9-11 traveling where we take off our shoes, where we take everything out of our bags. You know, I understand in a similar way, these have all felt like constraints for a small percentage of people who want to do harm to a large percentage of people. And I understand and I respect that this is where we are at. Um, It's sad sometimes. And it also feels like if you're going to talk about freedom, it feels like it impacts that. And it also grants us freedom. Like it's so complex. I can't even begin to have that discussion. But all of that was already stressful. And this is already more stressful on top of that. And feeling like there's so much uh, controversy and opinions around this. It just as someone who's very empathic and doesn't particularly enjoy being in rooms with large crowds of people because i feel like i can feel so much on on what people are experiencing it's somewhat exhausting but it has also settled down a little in terms of people have just started to get used to living in this way, traveling in this way. And it's pretty amazing. The human spirit is very adaptable and we can just adjust and, and recalibrate and we can go forward from that place, which ideally is from the intention of doing what's best for the whole, for the community, for the well-being of others, making those decisions for the well-being of others, not just for us, not just for our beliefs, but for everyone. And whenever I think about that, I don't question anything in 
in regards to the decisions I'm making and to the precautions that people are taking now and have always been taking, everyone's just trying to do their best to keep people safe. And it's, it's, you know, it's just is what it is at the moment, but it is truly fine and worth it to be going out into the world and traveling and seeing something new and or connecting with loved ones who you haven't seen um, to which you will make those decisions together as to what feels right and safe for you but in terms of just being out in public honoring honoring what feels right within the community is important Boy, this has been harder for me to talk about than I thought it would. So we're gonna we're going to move on from the traveling. Just check all of the guidelines. Just know that there's an extra level of anxiety in place. Breathe through it, and and if it, none of it feels right for you, then then stay home and travel or explore in the world at a time where things will feel right for you and you can feel good about doing that and go from there. Also on a side note, Sarah Stevenson, who's also one of our members of the Expansive Artists, who I've had the pleasure of knowing online since 2010, since Sean and I went and lived in Paris and taught an online course there. Sarah took that course when we were living there. We've since become friends and she was a guest speaker in our expansive artist where we talked about hosting in-person art retreats and it really has me thinking about hosting one either in 2022 or early 2023. Also revisiting the idea of workshops and Alyssa and I are still promising our floral and painting workshop that was to be at my home studio in 2020. And, you know, I, I'm realizing now, yeah, if I hosted event, um, I would need to know that someone also had been vaccinated and that's just how I would host that event because that feels like the safest option for me and the people that I would be inviting there. So I guess these conversations have to be had hopefully by the time I host these retreats, uh, Lisa and I've been waiting for things to settle down still before we invite people to my home studio for our floral event. Hopefully this will be a thing of the past. <laughs> Do I dare get to say that? I have no idea. I'm allowing myself to just go with the process on this. It's it's bigger than I can do anything about. Maybe by me sharing a little bit today, it helps you come to some different conclusions or feel more comfortable being yourself in the world. I mean, I know that this has even been polarizing within families and it's just heartbreaking to see on so many different levels. And, you know, I just, like I said, uh, I want to keep my promise to you and 
stay transparent about my experiences in hopefully the most thoughtful, respectful way that I can. But I think I've covered it, right? It's just like, I'm going to allow you into the whole like, um, uncomfortable, like bumpy bump, turbulent uh, thought process around all of this. It's the only way that I'm going to continue to grow in my voice. So you get to be part of the practice sessions. And so let's talk about New Mexico because the point of travel is to go to new places, to dive into those experiences and just have a, a new perspective on everything, um, even on the things that you may not have thought you agreed with. You know, it's important. It's important. I remind myself of this as well. Be open to new ideas or different ideas and different locations and different ways of being. And yes, this year I've been to Hawaii, Maui in particular, Texas, uh, Austin, and Houston. I have been to Italy, Tuscany, and Umbria in particular, and with a jaunt through Rome at the airport. And I have been to uh, Sacramento multiple times where Sean's family resides and also I have been to New Mexico, where we met up with Sean's family, uh, per, in particular his sister and her partner, and they have lived there. And so they lived there, I think, for about eight years. And so we got to see it through their eyes. And that's pretty special, right? We weren't just tourists. I have been there before. Once when I was in college, I went with a college, well, actually a friend that I've known since I was born. We were, we were baby friends together and her family invited me to come on their trip to New Mexico. And it's a blur at this point. I think if I find the photos, we were in Albuquerque and we took some day trips and we did stay in Santa Fe for a little bit, but I hardly remember it. And then when I lived in Boulder and worked, the last job I had, the last boss I had, drove us to Santa Fe. We were working in interior design and we visited, I believe it's Canyon Road. We we visited a ton of galleries there because if you're not aware, Santa Fe is very artist focused, very artist focused. And that now coming back as a fully realized, or I still have so much I want to realize, but a person who fully owns that they are an artist coming back from that perspective made it extra special because I could see it in that way. And I, I really fell in love with it. I just loved it. And I'm trying to think about what it was about New Mexico that felt so special to me and all of these places. Um, minus Texas, I have to say just the humidity alone, having lived in Florida and also, um, you know, I do honor people's different beliefs for sure, but I don't choose to locate myself where I just have to fight for my beliefs. I just... I just won't, I won't do it. And uh, it just feels like it's more enjoyable living 
Um, as much as I want to honor other people's beliefs, I, I just feel better being in an environment where more of us are sort of on the same page about what I would consider to be just basic human values. Uh, but we've talked enough about that at the beginning. And uh, Italy also, I love dearly, Hawaii, same. You know, there are certain places on this planet where the vibe is just um, wonderful. And there's a reason I live in Southern California. There is just a relaxed energy, um, maybe not so much directly in LA. There's a lot of anxiety and, and stress and tension going on. But then there's also just this incredible beauty and energy, um, unlike anything, really, unlike anything I've ever experienced. So the energy, the vibe, the overall uh, the overall values among the people that I choose to surround myself and where I live really matter. And I, I felt that specifically around Santa Fe, which is where we were. And then we also drove up into Taos. I hope I'm saying that right. right. Taos, Teo, Taos. I think it's Taos. And having lived in Boulder, it reminded me a lot of those times and made me miss that mountain landscape. And I didn't realize also that New Mexico is, is filled with a lot of different landscape. I imagined it as just more open space with the tiny, I think Dorothy was telling me they're juniper bushes. They're so short. It's like you can see so far and the skies are amazing. It's really, I mean, it's just stunning. And one of the things I will say, maybe even in a little bit of hypocrisy around what I'm saying is that it's sad to see how because of these very topics that I'm addressing in this episode, it's caused our country to be so polarizing like blue states and red states and that it's all political, which has nothing to do with that. And and yet I have been to so many states in our beautiful country, like our country is fucking amazing. Like it's incredible. And to think that there are people who are uh, so extreme that they won't even travel to locations that might have a different point of view than them. Uh, the majority that is that they're missing the beauty of those people, of the location. Um, we've got to stop letting the media also determine what a state represents. We have to remember that there are salt of the earth, thoughtful people with shared values across this wonderful planet. And, and we can connect with those kind-hearted, generous, uh, peaceful souls. And there were many of those in New Mexico. It just... It felt like there was a sense of calm around the people I had the opportunity to meet and just a friendliness of everyone in service, which, and by service, I mean in restaurants, you know, in Los Angeles, there's sort of a running joke that your waiter is really an actor. They, they want to be everything but a waiter. And so they don't treat that job with a certain amount of respect and, and values and, 
kindness and generosity, they're, they're put out by waiting on you because they, it's not their calling. Whereas when you travel to other locations, it is someone's career in Europe, especially tipping is extra. They're already paid much better. I don't have the specific numbers, but paid much better as a server than here. So some of that starts to become just like how we are paying people, right? Which is a whole other conversation. And all of that to say that the people we met there just really cared about their job. And Santa Fe is a very tourist location. You can tell that elements of Taos, it's exactly the same. And a lot of times in Maui, a lot of times people become sort of over the tourists. And what I love are the people who absolutely love the tourists and are there and love people and are in jobs of service in any capacity who actually care about people and are able to sort of provide that space um, and environment and experience for someone just to have the best time. And it was like, I went to REI, I did buy some Birkenstocks. And uh, I know you can get them anywhere. And yes, I am of the generation I had those as kids, my mom had this white pair that I was always trying to like put my feet in, and I would just always be stealing her Birkenstocks. I've already been through one trend where those are the most amazing, comfortable shoes ever. And then I saw more people, <laughs> Blair, I saw my friend Blair wearing them. And in New Mexico, they just looked especially great. So I got some Birkenstocks that I love. Uh, I actually have a pair that are, they made, I forget what they're made of, but they have colorful ones too that are not traditional. And I've been wearing those. They're hot pink is what I'm saying. They're hot pink and they are my indoor outdoor shoes and all from the house. I just, anyway, there's a little plug for Birkenstocks. Good, um, good quality German company, quality, quality. The Germans, we, we love our quality creations. And I digress. Everyone there was so nice. Every restaurant was incredibly nice. Just everything it was delightful. I don't know. I felt a lot of joy there. I just felt a lot of joy there. It could also be that I felt instantly welcomed by friends. I mentioned uh, my friend Blair, who is Blair Stalker, and she's Wisecraft Handmade. She was introduced to me by a really good friend, Betts, who I taught with at Squam, Betts White, and Blair kindly came and taught in the Thursday Club when I was hosting the Thursday Club. And so if you're also an expansive artist member, you can see that lesson. It's in your membership hub. And she just moved there from Seattle and she opened our home to us, which is beautiful. She just had her studio renovated and was open for open studios, which in October, there are open studios in so many towns in New Mexico from Santa Fe. She's in Galisteo, also um, sometimes connected to the town of Lamy, L-A-M-Y. And Every well, every town has their own studio or has their own version of an open studio. So if you go in October, not only 
did we go for the balloon ascension, which is on the weekend of the balloon fiesta in Albuquerque that runs for 10 days. You can see the video and the post I made on Instagram. It was so worth it. And yes, I would like to go up in a balloon. I would. I would like to go up in a balloon. I have not done that, but I was thrilled to go and be a part of them ascending just one after the other. It it was like, it was unlike anything I had ever seen before. Just seeing these beautiful balloons just floating in the air. So much art and design and just absolutely quiet in terms of just the stillness of balloons floating in the air. And you just hear the sound of the flames as they go up and then the excitement of people watching them go up. But it was very early in the morning and it was worth it. So I highly recommend that. I know many of you said it's on your wish list. And I, where was I going with with that? So open studios are happening. So October's a really nice time to go. Also, it was a perfect blend of warmth in the day. You're certainly at a higher altitude, so be aware of that with your sunscreen and just acclimating to higher altitudes and drinking lots of water. Just being aware if you start getting a headache that that could be why. And cooling down at night to which living in LA with so many city lights, you know, I forgot. I did see this in Italy and I saw it when I was in Mallorca and in New Mexico. I mean, the skies are just, oh, they're incredible. So many stars. And we saw, you know, we saw a lot of shooting stars. We sat outside at this Airbnb. Actually, it was a VRBO that we rented. If you're going and you would like a recommendation, I'd be happy to send you the link to it. You can just DM me. It was very charming and it was it was just cozy. And then there was a little gas fire outside and we would just sit there and drink wine and look at the stars. And yes, I made everyone have, we got s'mores. I love s'mores. I just love s'mores at certain camping moments. I love those. I'm not making them at home in the microwave, but I love to hold the marshmallow over a flame. And I just don't get to do enough of that in LA. Although I did in Joshua Tree and we're hoping to do some camping out there again as well. But it's a similar feeling if you've been to Joshua Tree. Similar, but different. They're they're very different, but it has that general, you know, there's a desert element, but then driving up to Taos and seeing the Aspens turn that beautiful golden yellow, it was truly... It was just gorgeous and, and magical. And the food, let me just talk about the food. And if you're on my email list, the Creative Thursday 3, then I will, I've shared a list with you. I will share some tags on Instagram as well. This podcast, if I didn't mention in the beginning, is really inspired by me asking you, hey, would you like some recommendations? And really, if you would like me to do this every time I travel, I would be happy to. I know that half of the resources I find 
are from people who I love to follow, who inspire me, who travel, who go places. And I save those. I, I keep files of restaurants. I also keep files of local friends in LA who find new restaurants. Um, this is the beauty of social media and the ability to share. So I do, I would be happy to do that. I guess we're kind of doing a bit of an experiment with New Mexico while we were there. So the food, um, there was the Manzanita Cafe in Taos that we stumbled upon trying to get to another restaurant. And I saw the food when I walked by and I said, hey, would you guys be into this restaurant? Because that food looks amazing and so uh, thoughtful and healthful and delicious. And it was, I had everything I could possibly have from, from their coffees to their teas, to a kombucha, to this incredible salad. And then the location was beautiful. And I just felt really good in that space. Not to mention they support a lot of hand, uh, a lot of artists. They have a whole little shop in their restaurant, basically by shop. They have shelving on the walls and then they feature artists. And I bought homemade honey and I bought this beautiful handmade ceramic cup from an artist. And those links and lists I will share with you. I don't have, I had to photograph the artist's uh, uh, bio. And so I have to track her down. Always as a reminder to my artist, make sure that it's very clearly stated on your product where you're from, uh, how someone can find you. Because once you take that product away, you suddenly don't know how to get another one. But I know this, so I made sure to track down her information and I I will have that in my email that hopefully you got today. If you didn't, just email me and I can send you a link to it and or add you to the list for future Creative Thursday 3s. I think this Thursday is like our 20th edition of the Creative Thursday 3. I hope that you are enjoying them. I'll have to ask you if it's something you like and that we want to continue. But it's fun to be able to share three resources with you. This one may have a few more, I have a feeling. So the Manzanita Cafe, uh, I bought some very sweet little creative, creative, a flying pig. <laughs> flying pig. I'll have to find a way to share that with you on Instagram as well. I mentioned how much I love my Birkenstocks. And then we ended up in this grocery store to track down this bread by Santa Fe Bakery, which I later picked up a beautiful magazine from New Mexico and the Santa Fe bread company was in that magazine. And we had it at the restaurant and it was so good. We wanted to try and buy some and take it home for breakfast and dinner and future meals. So we ended up in this grocery store called Sid, C-I-D. And it's outside of the main street in Taos. You might not come across it unless you know where to look for it. And then there was also this incredible wine and, well, I guess you would call it a liquor store. It was just beautiful called The Cellar and it was across from it. And that was also their only location. And we met one of the owners above and beyond kindness everywhere. Again, kindness, caring about your business, so much beautiful aesthetic and detail 
everywhere in in all the places that we visited and it just I don't know these things really matter to me more and more not only as an artist but just as someone who wants to be surrounded by thoughtful beauty and um, simplicity doesn't have to be over the top just simple thoughtful mindful I can't think of the exact right word, but a combination of all of those three. Creative is nice as well. I think because we are inviting so many more people to fully step into their artistry and their gifts, I think that, you know, having not really been so many different places in one short span of time, I think what I'm seeing, because this was the same in Austin too, uh, that's where I really got to see more of the city. In Houston, I was directly just there briefly and visiting a family member, but I got to see a little bit of Austin. I know a lot of Californians have actually moved there. Uh, it has the South by Southwest Festival, but there's so much thoughtful detail added many places. And I love seeing this. I really, maybe it's always been there and I just didn't notice it in the same way, but it is everywhere in many different places. It's an artistry. It's an artistry that is allowed or invited to express itself more. And I like to think in some small way that we as a community of creatives are having an impact on that because we all have something to share and it's beautiful if you can express it somewhere. So I, speaking of creativity, uh, le well, let me also say the Jumbo Cafe on the, on the food side, the Vivac Winery on our way to Taos, really delicious wines. The Boca, La Boca was a Spanish tapas restaurant in Santa Fe proper. You must go there. Oh my God, it was one of the best meals I've had. And the what was it called? The blood orange sangria, not overly sweet at all. It's actually a red sangria was to die for. And right now I am blanking on our server's name. Hopefully it'll come to me by the end of this episode, but he was wonderful. He was so delightful. Uh, I would love to I would love to recommend that you go see him specifically, but everyone's so kind and just delicious, delicious meal. And then we did go to the Fonda, which is one of the, I believe it's one of the oldest hotels in Santa Fe. And we had their tortilla soup. And I've never really had a lot of tortilla soup, so I don't have a lot of comparison, but I think the ones I've had, it just hasn't been inspiring. And this was delicious. It was delicious. And it is also just interesting to see all the architecture and to be in this center room where there's, I completely space taking pictures of all the glass that was painted on by one of the employees in the past, one of the employees of the hotel, there's a lot of artistry there. And yes, it does feel much more touristy. I typically am not a tourist. I don't like to go to any quote unquote touristy places. I sort of gut it out sometimes just because yes, I also want to see those things, but it's not my favorite. I like to go where the locals go. I like to blend into the environment and just not really stand out like, yay, I'm a visitor. I like to just assimilate into the places I travel. 
And yet this is one of those places. We also had a cocktail on the rooftop, which has a beautiful view, which is also very lovely. And so it is worth going to for sure. And there was also a great pizza place. It starts with a V. Shoot, I thought I had written all of this down. I think it's no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna misquote it. If you find a pizza place, oh, and if you find a pizza place in Santa Fe, it's like uh Vianzanita, maybe. It starts with a V. There's also New Mexico hard cider, which only serves cider crafted there. You can't get it anywhere else. It was so delicious. And my uh, almost sister-in-law, Jennifer and Dorothy, they know the parents of the owner, their friends. And so they, the parents, we ran into them and they recommended that we go. And it was the most delicious cider we've ever had. Well, I've ever had New Mexico hard cider. That's all they served there. And I wish that you could bottle it and send it to California because a lot of those taste really too sweet to me as well. So I don't think I've ever just carried on a podcast about travel. I've never done this before and wrapped it into this entire experience, but we're giving it a try and we're we're mixing it up a little and seeing if it's something that you enjoy. You can let me know. There was also, and I'm wearing my sweatshirt right now, if I ever release these podcasts that I'm recording on video as well, there's Meow Wolf. Have you heard of Meow Wolf? I need to watch the documentary, apparently. Is it George R.R. Tolkien, who started Game of Thrones and, or not started, I mean, is the writer of Game of Thrones or the creator, and also the mind behind Meow Wolf, which is in, the first one was in Santa Fe. Apparently there's a version in Denver and there's one in Las Vegas, not New Mexico, because there is a Las Vegas, New Mexico, but Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't even know what, I don't even know how to articulate this. I should not have saved it until the end. Other than to say, oh my goodness, 200 artists participate in what is like, I've never taken LSD, but I'm imagining it's like a trip. Uh, a crazy dream. There is a story there. All I will say is that you, it's all installations and experiences. It's for all ages. Although I will say some of the stairwells and things like it's very active. Uh, it was hard for me to <laughs> squeeze through. And I have some video of Sean trying to like squeeze through as a six foot five man. There's just, it's amazing. Uh, some people have said that it is similar to the City Museum in St. Louis. And so maybe some inspiration came from there, which now that now that I've been to Meow Wolf, I'm like, wow, the city sounds pretty incredible in St. Louis. So it's I, I don't even my mind was blown. I still haven't even made a video because to share on Instagram because I don't even know what to share with you. It's just Sean was playing a musical instrument that was the uh, like pretend fossils that were lit up like pink of a of an what were the elephants? I've got to look this up. There's so many things that I'm forgetting right now. Hold on. 
Okay, so hold on. Fact check in progress. While I was looking up Mastodon, which is like an elephant dinosaur fossil, Mastodon. So it was it felt that big and Sean is playing the rib cage like a musical instrument, which is pink fluorescent, lit up in pink fluorescent. Okay, that's all I have to say about one tiny, tiny area of Meow Wolf. I'll leave it there. You can research it. It's Meow, like M-E-O-W, and then Wolf, W-O-L-F. And it's not George R.R. Tolkien. It is George R.R. Martin because... J.R.R. Tolkien, forgive the confusion, is the writer of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. So interesting that they both have R.R. Is there some connection that I don't know? You are welcome to fact check me and correct me because they feel so similar um, in terms of just that whole world, right, of creation and everything else. So it's George R.R. Martin. And part of the reason that he helped in develop the Meow Wolf, I I was looking it up. So now I need to do more research. There's this documentary, how he got involved with that is because he lives in Santa Fe. So the other thing is there's a lot of filming happening there. There's just so many cool artists And by cool artists, I mean every person I met who is an artist, I just adored. I just loved them instantly. And the work is so diverse. It's certainly representative of the culture. There's so much. I would be remiss also, and I will not close this episode without talking about the Native um, American uh, influence. I mean, again, I don't have all my history facts correctly, but I believe it's one of the oldest settled locations in the U.S. And you feel all of that. And it's, we were hoping to visit the Pueblo, but they are currently closed uh, because of COVID um, for very valid reasons that I opened with at the beginning. They don't even want anybody vaccinated or not to even risk the coming into this population that has been severely impacted by this illness. And I understand. And so you can't go and see them. And yet, of course, everywhere is the influence of that and so much history. And I really want to learn more about that culture. And what did we just have? um, Learning more about indigenous people. I'm looking up, I'm like fact checking again, while I was looking up Uh, the story around indigenous people, which are inheritors and practitioners of unique cultures and ways of relating to people in the environment. And I, I want, I just need to know more. I need to be more connected to those cultures. And yes, Santa Fe is the oldest capital city in the United States, oldest European community west of the Mississippi. Uh, it was, It was inhabited on a very small scale in 1607 and was truly settled in 1609 by the conquistador Don Pedro de Peralta. Fascinating. And maybe that's why it also speaks to me on some level is just feeling some of that European culture there as well. And speaks to me really connects with me on a deep level. 
I do believe there are certain places on this planet and I tend to be attracted to those places that have just a natural sense of healing, creativity, beauty, peacefulness. And Maui is most definitely one of those places. Durfour, where I've hosted my retreats in France, is one of those places. It's just you can feel it the minute that you arrive. And so I share all of this with you to encourage you at a time that feels right for you to explore. It never feels like the right time. There's always more for me to do in my business or not take time away and or I want to save more money and not spend the money to travel or whatever it is that you say to yourself about why you don't take these experiences or, you know, you're traveling with kids. I haven't done that yet. So I, I much respect to you, but I've been a kid who traveled and I'm so grateful that I was because it just, I've always had a different worldview because I've had the opportunity to travel. And I, I find it really sad to think that a lot of people just don't even want to leave our our country. Um, But if you don't, there's amazing places to see within our country. And I just highly recommend it. It's, it's had this lasting impression on me. And I will close by saying, and I, I will be making a reel, hopefully by the time this podcast goes up, it will be there. I'm looking at this tiny little creature. So there is a store in Santa Fe, and it's called Keshi. Um, it's the Zuni connection, the Zuni tribe, and it is a store after my own heart. I don't know how I don't know about this. Jennifer and Dorothy pointed it out to me. They knew I would love it. I'm opening a little paper right now because it's filled with tiny animals. They're called fetishes filled with tiny animals carved from Uh, Well, some may be like hand formed in ceramics, but many are carved right from elements of the earth, from stone, from, uh, from stones, (laughs) from, from the earth. Mine happens to be from an antler and I, your, the intent is that you look through the store and they allow you, invite you to hold them, put them in your hand, see which one calls to you. And I saw this little bear that I learned was carved out of an antler. It is like barely the width of my pinky finger and it is half the size. It's very, very tiny, which if you know me, you know, it's right up my alley. And this bear called to me. I love it so much. It, it hurts. Like it is the sweetest thing. And this is what the message that comes with the bear. So many times you're being drawn to an animal that is speaking to you at that time. And certainly I now need more fetishes. I love that we went into the home of these beautiful artists and they had them all over. So I, how can I not love a place that has little creatures as a beautiful decorative element in their home? So bear was the principal animal for the Pueblo people, and they are the most prevalent fetishes. Bear fetishes are used for healing, protection, strength, journeying, mothering, hunting, and gathering. Bear's hibernation reminds us of the value of going within. So perfect for me on many levels from the healing, the strength, the journeying, the journeying to the mothering. And 
just that we're also going into a time, a season of some hibernation, and I'm going into officially a time of more going within and thinking about next steps for 2022. And oh my God, I love this bear so much. Well, I'll hold it up on this video that I have recorded. It's so tiny. Oh my goodness. And I promise to share it on Instagram. It's so special. And the store again is called Keshi. And there is a website, keshi.com. I haven't visited it yet, but it's really worth going in person and, you know, holding holding the creature that calls to you the most. And it reminded me right in this moment about how significant my art is and the creatures that I've created in my art. I know this bear will inspire one of the the feelings of one of my bears. It actually reminded me a lot of the bears I've created in my work, which has been heavily focused on bears and bunnies throughout the years. And, you know, I've taken a step back from them and I, I just love them so much more. I just love them so much more. And I know what they mean to you. And so I am looking forward to weaving them into art that is to come. And I am working on my planner. So I want you to pay special attention to an upcoming episode where we're going to talk about that. And I would love to hear from you as I create this and ask you what you would like me to include for you. I'm basically designing the planner of my dreams as a creative person uh, who has reconnected with my love for paper, pens, planning, as you know. So we'll be talking more about that going forward. So this is definitely not my usual podcast episode. Uh, I reintroduced myself on Instagram and I said, I'm shaking things up. And for me, shaking things up many times, you might just be like, what? This shaking it up, Maurice? <laughs> Seems like you. But I guess for me, it's like internally shaking things up and how I've been doing things that may or may not represent as strongly on the outside. A lot of times I think I'm saying very, very like distinct and direct things here. And then I listen back and I'm like, no, pretty much sound like you. So Thanks for listening to this one. I hope that you have enjoyed uh, not only the travel tips, um, the transparency, the clarity, the uh, openness on a few topics, and then of course, the New Mexico tips. And if you would like more traveling tips, I'd be happy to make an episode like this when I return it's nice for me to remember and also just, you know, that's how we learn about the coolest places, right? Is we find out about them from our friends and recommendations from family members and the list goes on. And I will make a point to also uh, fact check <laughs> so many of the things I share with you. If I start venturing out this way, I want to make sure that I'm giving you correct information, George R.R. R. Martin. So go sue me, Owl Wolf. That was pretty incredible. Have a beautiful creative week. And until next time, friends, thanks for listening.
Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.